time for Mike Dove World. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to Mike Dell's World, number 381. And I'm jokingly calling this my semi-annual update, since it's been about six months. Yeah, uh, this whole Napod Pomo thing come to a screeching halt, and then, uh, I don't know, no excuse, just uh, wasn't overly motivated, I guess, to uh, to podcast, so... Sorry about that, and uh, we'll give you a little something here. Lots of uh, things have gone on over the last six months, nothing of any super great consequence, but uh, just, like I said, been busy with doing a lot of things, and podcasting on this channel hasn't really been one of them. So I'm uh, sitting here in my, oh, got to talk about my desk chair. I know, it's real exciting stuff, but... Uh, friend of ours was getting rid of a lazy boy that just didn't fit her uh, living room decor. Nothing wrong with it. Pretty, uh, you know, it's a, just a smaller lazy boy, not a, not tiny. It's a, you know, full-blown recliner. And it's like, well, we don't really have room for it. And then I got to thinking, I said, well, you know what? There's no real reason why I can't use that as a desk chair. So I, uh, I got it and, uh, I, Built a little frame under it and put some big caster wheels on it. You know, four big casters I got over at Home Depot, I think, or Menards or you know, one of those two places. Anyway, I got these casters that uh, rotate 360 degrees and, I don't know, they're about three inches high. So I boosted up the chair just a little bit, but it's still to the point where I can, you know, sit flat-footed in it, uh, you know, in front of the desk. Of course, I have the, the up desk or the lift desk, whatever you want to call it, so I can adjust the, the desk to whatever height I want it. So made it so that the uh, desk, you know, the arms of the recliner slide up underneath the desk, and uh, I'm sitting here in absolute comfort when I'm working. And, uh, you know, the, the desk chairs that I've had over the years haven't been too bad. I mean, you know lived with them for uh, however long, but, uh, you know, a lot of times you want to put a pillow down, make it a little softer. Well, this has eliminated that. I am absolutely, this is the way to go. Uh, you know, my desk chair is, uh, is a real lazy boy. <laughs> I guess it goes with, uh, without saying that, uh, I'm kind of lazy myself. So, so be it. But, uh, yeah, just like I said, it's been kind of a big, uh, Bunch of stuff going on. Kathy uh, uh, had knee surgery, knee replacement on uh, one of her knees, I uh, believe it was in November, or maybe December, or maybe it was October. I don't remember. But uh, so you might have already heard about that, but uh, she's doing great. Definitely able to get around a lot better, but now the other one needs it. So uh, that'll probably happen this fall. And She's uh, going to be a bionic woman. 
got her back fixed, her knees fixed, uh, one of her wrists. And uh, yeah, it's working out uh, working out good for her. And uh, she's now officially retired, so that's also good good for her. She uh, helps out some uh, older folks around, you know, with just going to visit them and that kind of thing. So it's not total retirement, but uh, she's definitely, you know, not working a full-time gig and just doing that on the side just to have something to do. Of course, she's always, you know, helping this one, helping that one. And she also does a little bit of babysitting for friends and whatnot. So she stays busy and I've got this uh, separate building out in the back for my office and studio and ham shack. I stay out of her hair, and she stays out of mine, and uh, yeah, it's, it's going real good. And we don't burn a lot of gas at $4 and, what is it, 20-something cents here uh, lately. <laughs> yeah, what a time to buy a full-size truck. Oh, well. I guess it's better than uh, better than having to commute somewhere. I, guess, I definitely wouldn't have bought a full-size truck for that. Uh, but uh, yeah, no commute to speak of. You just walk out in the back here, and uh, most traffic I ever get is uh, maybe a couple of beagles. And speaking of beagles, I just picked up the two of them from PetSmart, where they got a bath, got their toenails clipped, and all that stuff. You know, they're uh, they're semi-annual grooming. <laughs> I didn't really, they don't do any hair cutting or anything; just trim toenails and give them a bath. And it's amazing how uh, dogs can find sticky things. Cause both of them had little sticky spots in their in their uh, coat somewhere, and uh, had no idea where those come from. No biggie. And I don't know if I told you guys, and I probably did, that we sold the motor home. Well, we uh, replaced it. Now we have a uh, twenty-seven foot pull behind camper. Hence reason I needed the truck and we got that all set up and ready to go for the first camp out although that's going to be probably another month or so before we take it camping although it's been warm enough around here it was in the 90s three days last week which is really odd for May but now it's back down to more seasonable temperatures of nice 72 degrees and sunny can't complain. Chamber of Commerce weather, as they say. So, not too bad. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so the new camper, it's got a little slide out. Uh, it's got an electric awning and an electric jack on the front for uh, you know, putting it on and off the truck. Um, the stabilizers. and uh, Yeah, it's just a much newer, more modern camper. And it doesn't have an engine and transmission to... to uh, maintain like the motorhome motorhome was cool it was a good idea at the time and you know in practicality it's it's better to have a pull behind that way you have a, a vehicle you don't have to drive two vehicles if you want to have something to ride around in and also it can sit you know it doesn't hurt it other than you know tires rot out eventually but for the most part there's no mechanical systems in the trailer that uh will degrade due to lack of use, you know, like a, a truck, you know, basically that motorhome was a E450 chassis, you know, with big dualies and, you know, 
460 cubic inch Ford engine and, you know, big automatic transmission. And, you know, that's, that's a lot to maintain. And especially if you only put 300 miles a year on it, it it's just not good for it. So uh, people we sold it to plan on uh, doing a little fixing up on it and uh, they're going to go on the road. So, yeah, as it should be. And with us, you know, we camp four, five, six times a year. Uh, the trailer is probably a little more practical as far as uh, having to maintain stuff. And you don't have to have, you know, insurance for, uh, you know, dry, you know, vehicle insurance. You, you know, we have insurance for, you know, like, homeowner's insurance or trailer insurance or camp or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't take care of that. But we do have insurance on it. We just don't have vehicular insurance like you would on a car. And Michigan, of course, is the most expensive state to buy vehicle insurance, even if it is a motorhome. So we get rid of that expense. Plus, we don't have to pay for license plates every year. In Michigan, I get to pay $175 and the lifetime trailer tag. So I don't ever have to pay the state again for use of my trailer. Which is good. So there's another expense that is gone. And uh, like I said, I think it'll uh, work out good. The only disadvantage I see is the trailer is just a little harder to park and set up. The motorhome, literally, we just pull in, get it more or less level, turn the key off, put out the awning, put the mat out, done. With this, uh, you know, you got to level it and, you know, back it into the spot. Or if it's a pull-through, pull it through. But then, you know, then you level it. Then you do this. Then you do that. So there's a little bit more work of setup. The uh, awning's a lot easier, though. You just hit a button until it's out. <laughs> when you want to bring it in, you just hit a button and in it comes. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, getting it level isn't bad either, really. It's just uh, no worse than... The motorhome, just uh, you got to do it externally. You know, like if you're on a side to side, you put, you know, you carry some two by fours or two by sixes. I think I got chunks of two by six that you can put under the wheels, and or they sell these little plastic lamp things that, uh, you know, if one side's low, you can you back it up a little bit and you put that on there and then drive it up until it's level. You know, it doesn't have to be perfectly level, but I don't want to roll out of bed or uh, <laughs> or anything like that. So uh, you know, we get it as close as we can to, to level, and that's good enough. And the other disadvantage is you can't pull forward into a spot. What we would do, uh, we'd camp with another couple, and we would pull our motorhome in nose first so that our awning and door was facing their awning and door. So we had this little compound, you know, between the two campsites. And with this, it's a little harder to do that in most places unless it's a pull-through. Uh, but where we where we normally go, it's not a pull-through. So going to have the doors facing the opposite directions, which isn't as ideal. Or I, I guess we could probably pull it in forward, but then the truck would be trapped. And uh, that negates the advantage of having a separate vehicle to pull it like i said it's been uh been a lot of fun uh you know camping over the years so i'm sure it's going to be good this way and the bed in this one's a lot nicer i think 
So that'll be good. And it has that slide out and has a nice regular couch. So you know, get an ottoman, ottoman and uh, have a nice comfortable place to sit indoors when it inevitably rains <laughs> whenever we go camping. Yeah. The motorhome wasn't too bad, but it was a little more cramped. This thing's about the same size, except for in the motorhome, you had the, the driver's compartment that took away four, five, six feet of it. So uh, this is all camper. Works out pretty good. And I did actually have a little bullet list of things I wanted to talk about because otherwise I'd forget. So, uh, yeah, I got a new laptop. And I have to say that I am absolutely impressed with the uh, Apple M1 chip. I just got the uh, the cheapest one. I got the... Uh, iPad or an iPad. I got the uh, MacBook Air this time instead of the MacBook Pro. I still have my MacBook Pro, but MacBook Air is going to be my traveling machine. And uh, it's got the M1 chip in it. That stupid thing lasts for days and days and days. And I got it sitting next to the easy chair most of the time in the house. Of course, I'm sitting in an easy chair here in the office too. <laughs> but I have the laptop in there. So, you know, when watching TV or whatever, I can be doing something on the laptop. And I charge that thing up about once a week. You know, I've always, every other laptop that I've ever had, it's, if, if I'm, you know, using it, most of the time it's on the charger. And if it's not on the charger, it's going to be that night. You know, I don't, uh, I don't know, never, ne never seem to have enough juice. Although the MacBook Pro, when it was new, you know, it would probably last six hours or eight hours maybe. If I didn't use it too heavily, I certainly couldn't work all day on it. With the M1 chip, I think I probably could work all day on it, on a charge. I'll have to try that sometime when we're camping. Because uh, we go camping, as long as I have an internet connection, I can work. That works out good for the uh, day job. But uh, so far, so good. I uh, absolutely love it. Uh, it's small, it's light, it's easy to haul around. Haven't really been on many trips. Uh, last summer went to Nashville. It was the only big trip I took. But this, uh, well, next week I go to uh, Hamvention in Dayton, Ohio. And we'll get back on Saturday evening. And then Wednesday fly out for Orlando, Florida for the uh, PodFest Podfest Expo and Vidcast Expo, or Vidfest Expo, they run together uh, down there in Orlando, Florida, which is my absolute least favorite airport, but uh, otherwise, <laughs> Orlando's okay, and, uh, you know, it's going to be warm and sunny, but it's going to be warm and sunny up here, so, Six, one, half dozen, the other. Kathy's going with me, so she'll get to spend some time in the Hilton Pool and the Lazy River around the hotel and and all that. She's just going to go down there and relax. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be working, of course. I'm speaking on Friday, I believe, uh, around just before lunch. So uh, everybody should still be awake, I would think. <laughs> So I'm going to be speaking on podcast rebranding, of all things. Although I've never rebranded anything. <clears throat> rebranded a bunch of them, including this show twice. 
So this originally was the Benzoid Report, and then it was, I don't know, three times. Then it was Mike Dell's World, and then for a while it was just Mike Dell's Audio Blog, and then uh, went back to Mike Dell's World. So I think I'm done rebranding this one, and uh, hopefully I'm not done doing this one. Sorry about the, the gap there, but stuff happens. Let's see, in the new stuff department, I uh, I launched a new antenna a couple weeks ago. And while the leaves weren't on the trees, now their leaves are com- coming out pretty strong now, but uh, when the leaves weren't on the trees, I put up a uh, long wire. It's a hundred and some odd feet long, and you plug the coax into the one end, the matchbox, and I shot it up over one of the big oak trees and down to my garage and hooked it up and works really good for uh, ham radio HF, uh, you know, like shortwave frequencies, which, like I said, works really well for, uh, you know, for what I normally do on the ham radio. And I've got another one just like it crisscrossing. So I got one that's going north and south and I got one that's going east and west. So I can switch between the two antennas and, see which one I hear better on. only transmit on the one of them, at least right now. I could transmit on either, but for right now, I've only got it set up for the amplifier on one of them. So if I transmit on the other one, it's low power. Well, not low power, 100 watts versus 500 watts. So nothing nothing earth-shattering, not like a radio station or anything. Uh, But, yeah, like I said, just been generally... Just lots of things and, and, you know, nothing, nothing earth shattering, you know, like, you know, blowing snow and mowing lawns and, you know, vice versa, depending on the season. And, well, I guess I didn't mow any lawns since November, <laughs> but definitely plowed some snow. Uh, family's doing okay. Dogs are doing okay. Although, uh, like I said, Benny and Percy, uh, they didn't like their afternoon at the spa at uh, PetSmart, but uh, they're getting over it. Benny's crashed out on the ham desk chair uh, across the room here. So I think Percy's in the house, probably laying on the couch. That's what beagles do. And let's see. always end up talking about podcasting. I know that's kind of redundant since I do Podcast Insider, but, you know, on a more personal level, uh, podcasting's really starting to change. The whole industry's changed. It's changing, but it's changed. You know, when I started doing this, I knew pretty much all the other podcasters in the world or knew of them. And, of course, that didn't last super long, but, uh, you know, for the first year or so, you know, everybody listened to everybody, and all you had to do was put up a feed, and somebody, you know, everybody that that listened to podcasts would listen to yours, at least try. And, you know, it used to be this was a hobby. And then, you know, there was also some advertising, but the advertising deals were always host-rid endorsements, you know, where... uh, you know, even I advertised some, you know, and it was it, back in the days when Citrix was uh, advertising a lot on podcasts, you know, go to meeting, go to webinar, go to my PC, it was all uh, super popular. 
and uh, pretty much they'd advertise on any podcast out there. And of course I took advantage of that and, you know, made a few bucks and it was fun and, uh, they were good products. Uh, ironically, they're still good products, but they're good products from 10 years ago because, uh, they've definitely, how should I say it? Not, not improved with the times. Uh, Zoom is so much easier. And of course now, you know, with the whole pandemic thing, Zoom has really taken off, but I have to say they've got the best product out there for what it does. And, you know, Citrix kind of got left in the dust. Actually, they got sold to a company called LogMeIn and, uh, they haven't really done a lot with it. It's still available. It's overpriced and, you know, it's good, but it's overpriced. Where Zoom is, you know, free for a lot of people, but cheap if you want to, you know, the pro account. It's not super bad. We use our we use Zoom for our whole phone system at Raw Voice, Blueberry. Uh, our whole phone system is based on Zoom, and, and you know, if you've got an eight seven seven number and several local numbers, and you can text, and you know, even if you want, and if you wanted a desk phone, you could set up a desk phone with it, and. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a full-blown business phone system, and it's reasonably priced compared to, you know, we, we had looked into Skype for business, which is no longer in existence. But at the time, it was kind of the same thing, but it was way more complicated and way more expensive. And Zoom's just easy, you know. I get a new, new employee, it's basically, well, here's your Zoom login, and, uh, and you know, put the app on your phone and... Voila, you have company phone. And it's it's pretty slick, definitely. And, uh, oh, yeah, speaking of phones, the uh, we decided that we were going to get away from Verizon as a company. So uh, made a deal with uh, T-Mobile, and everybody got switched over to T-Mobile. And i got to say, it's not the bestest thing in the world. Right here where I'm sitting, not bad. You know, it's about the same as Verizon. But if I went anywhere, I mean, I'd go to the restaurant and there'd be no service. I'd go, you know, driving down the road, you know, in certain places that I go, you know, there'd be no service. Uh, one of our uh, one of our team members is in uh, Manhattan, or actually I think he lives in I don't know. It's New York somewhere, one of the boroughs, and then, you know, works in downtown Manhattan. And he said he was having trouble even in Manhattan, in the New York area, in Connecticut, you know, that whole uh, tri-state area up there uh, around New York. And, you know, you'd think, and even at our office in Columbus, it it was a bad spot for T-Mobile. And, of course, Todd, he's out in the middle of Boone Tooley's Quincy, Michigan, or Coldwater, and Coldwater was okay, but back in his house in uh, Quincy, it wasn't that good. Uh, so, you know, we moved back to Verizon, and I'm very happy about that. And that's, you know, sometimes, they, you know, the, some of the services don't work in certain areas. Uh, just like I said, though, though, the weird thing was that it didn't work in New York. <laughs> you would think that'd be one of their target areas. It worked great in Nashville. Works great in uh, downstate Michigan. You know, pretty much anywhere I went down there, it was fine. But 
you know, up here, it was good at home and, and, uh, that was about it. Just fine. It works, you know, but, uh, for, for work, you know, right here. So that's fine. But, you know, when traveling, you just never knew. So back on Verizon and, uh, it's a, it's a pretty good, pretty good plan. Pretty good system. I know they're, they're one of the evil phone companies, like, you know, all of them. So, eh. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, one last thing. And those of you that follow podcasting may have already heard about this kind of thing going on. But uh, you guys have all heard about cancel culture. And I have a friend who is, I would say, extremely conservative and I don't count that as a bad thing. It's just who he is. And he was voted in as a board member of an organization, industry organization. And it was about three months ago, I guess, or two months ago. I forget. And anyway, he got in some sort of Twitter battle over the Roe versus Wade thing. And... Probably didn't choose his words perfectly, but oh my gosh, the the, <laughs> the cancel culture goons came out a swinging, and uh, he uh, ended up being removed from the board of the uh, of the group he was uh, elected to, and it's been really laying low on uh, social since then. You know. He, like I said, he could have choosed his words a little better, maybe. Uh, like I said, I don't want to go into details or anything else. If you're familiar with podcasting, you probably have heard that. Uh, you know, heard what I'm talking about or who I'm talking about. But I'm talking more in general. It's like, you know, I don't know if he would have been targeted as hard as he was had he chosen his words a little bit more carefully. Uh, like I said, without going into detail, uh, he used a word that didn't mean what people said it mean, or didn't mean what he was later told it meant. <laughs> now, whether or not that's true or not, I don't know, but that was one of the basis for one of the accusations. And, you know, I don't know where to look this stuff up, but, you know, what words are currently not in style, but that's kind of what happened. He used a word that wasn't exactly in style uh, anymore, even though that word is used or was used a lot by said group. Uh, I don't know. You know, like I said, without going into detail, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying, you know, but anyway, he, that, that was one of the things. And then, uh, you know, he, he uh, equated, or well, like I said, I think I think it was just poor choice of words. Uh, you know, he equated uh, people who are for abortion as barbaric and murderers, and well, that's an accusation. That's not a subjective thing. He could have called them idiots, and that's subjective. But calling them something that is not subjective is not, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, 
I, I just think that you know, had he not used those words, the the uh, accusations wouldn't have caused such a, I'll say it, shitstorm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel bad for everybody involved. Uh, you know, the podcast industry has has you know the uh, the organization has lost somebody that would have really been good for the organization, but they didn't want to fight that battle. And I kind of understand that too, you know, the way it went down was a, a little mobbish for lack of another term, but yeah, it's, I mean, it sucks. It just, it does. And it's so easy to say the wrong thing or, you know, come across on social media a certain way that may get you canceled and you know you may not you know you may not know what it's what's going to cause you to be canceled it's subjective uh, that way um and you know it's an effective cancellation at least uh, for a little while uh, you know i just I, you know like i said i'm not going to go into detail here if you uh, like i said follow podcasting at all you've probably heard all of this and so be it but yeah, like I said, I just feel bad for everybody involved, and I and I you know see the point of the organization. I see the point of the individual, um, all the above, and but you know you got to be careful on social. You know that's why you know on my social media, ninety nine percent of the time it's pretty jokey. You know I, uh, I like sharing memes that are, aren't too offensive. <laughs> and you know people people would probably know how I stand on certain issues, and that's fine, you know, but I'm not calling people out, and you know if you disagree with me, great, let's talk or let's not talk. I don't care. it's just you know I'm not gonna hate you because you don't agree with every little opinion that I might have, and I also would request the same courtesy you know and yeah it's just doing a lot of thinking about that stuff uh you know I, I i could see how quickly one could get caught up in something like that and you know with this mob mentality and you know that's in this case this it was a mob they saw something that that this person had that they could take away and uh, oh boy they did. And, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that tactic, but it did work. It did get what they wanted, or at least seemed to. And I don't know, you know, so I, I've, I've pretty much resolved myself to uh, not bother arguing on social media with people. You know, I might throw a snarky comment in here and there, but uh, it's it's going to be snark. It's not going to be... I'm not going to call somebody something, you know, I'll give my opinion, you know, you know, let's say that's kind of stupid or something like that. That's subjective, but not, uh, you know, you're a blank, <laughs> you know, you're a baby killer or you are a, you know, whatever, you know, I'm not going to say that kind of thing to anybody because, it's not really true. I mean, them personally. 
And second off, I'm not going to change their mind. They're not going to change my mind. So I have the drama in the first place, you know? And, you know, the truth be told, the whole Roe versus Wade thing, they're not banning abortion. I mean, if this gets repealed, that's not banning abortion. It might ban some, might, might ban, ban abortion in some states, but all it's doing is sending it back to the states. And then the states get to decide. And there's going to be some states where they decide to ban it. And there's other states where they're going to decide to embrace it. And yes, it's a little more inconvenient, but I, I don't think anybody anybody on the planet is for abortion. You know, they may decide that uh, that that that's the best course of action for their situation, and I can totally understand that. But I don't believe anybody is, you know, rah, 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 let's have more abortions. No, of course not. Or at least I don't think so. I don't know. But, you know, it's not, you know, it's not something I want to get involved in as far as having an argument or even, you know, I'm not going to change any minds. They're not going to change my mind on any of it. And it's, like I said, I'm not taking a hard opinion on it. Certain things that, uh, you know, it's like the third rail on a subway. <laughs> you touch it at your own risk. And that's the thing with free speech. You know, if yes, we have free speech. You can say pretty much anything short of uh, something illegal. But you can say pretty much anything. But, but there are consequences. You know, if you call somebody something and say, you know, you are, you know, you are a thief and they're not a thief or they can be proven not to be a thief or even if they are a thief, but uh, they never got caught, they could sue you for saying something bad about them. I guess it's libel or slander. I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know which is what, but you know, they could, um, you know, if you say the, the wrong thing to the wrong bunch, uh, they, they will cancel you. And that's, you know, unfortunately, that's the way the world is. Especially the fake world of social media, which is fake. You know, so many people get so wrapped up in what's on Twitter, on Facebook, or now Instagram. I, I mean, I have an Instagram account, but I can't remember the last time I looked at anything on there, you know, but people just take this whole social media thing and even worse, this new metaverse thing that, uh, you know, that, that that's going to seem more and more like real life and it's not, it shouldn't be anyway. And it, it can affect your real life. And that's, uh, that's the sad part. So, you know, I would, I would totally be getting off of social media Except for, you know, my job, I kind of sort of have to keep my uh, ear to the ground what's going on in the industry. And unfortunately, uh, Facebook's a big chunk of that, those groups and, and whatnot. So, you know, plus we do a lot of marketing on social media. And that's, I guess, a good thing because that's where the people are. But 
it just seems that that uh, a lot of people take this way too seriously and they also think that they can change minds and I don't know about you but I've you know I've argued with family members about certain political topics or maybe even other topics and you know we agree to disagree cuz neither one of us are going to change each other's minds and that's the the same thing on social but like I said, the whole situation is pretty sad. Uh, I think it's uh, made some enemies out of former friends, and and that's just not cool. And it's uh, screwed up a couple of reputations, I'm sure. And it's going to take a long time for uh, the reputations to heal, I guess. Like I said, maybe it'll go quicker than I think, and... I really hope everything just blows over and everybody can get back to doing what we do. Although, it never really stopped me. I just, just saying. But, uh, yeah, it's something else. Uh, you know, be careful with social. Uh, it can, uh, it can bite you in the butt. <laughs> Definitely. No doubt about it. Well, geez, on that high note, um, I think I'm about uh, out of things to talk about. I uh, just want to say I appreciate those of you that uh, stick around and uh, stay subscribed, even though I'm not super uh, regular on this feed. But I do put stuff out now and again, and of course you can always get a hold of me. Go to MikeDell.com, and uh, all the latest stuff I've been doing is usually there or accessible from there. Of course, weekly, or almost almost always weekly, I'm doing the uh, Podcast Insider Show with Todd Cochran or various other co-hosts. Uh, this week, I'm going to be solo on Wednesday because I'm going to Hamvention on Thursday, the date the episode goes out. So I figured it was just easier for me to do solo, so you'll hear me do that one. And then the following week, we're going to have uh, Mackenzie and Dave from our support team. Uh, those two are going to do an episode without Todd or I, so <laughs> that'll be good because we're both going to be in Florida. And then uh, following week, I think we're back to full strength. So it'll be Todd and uh, and myself. But uh, yeah, we haven't missed too many of those. Actually, we haven't missed it a week. We've had some short episodes, like last August when we were at uh, Podcast Movement, we pass the mic around the booth a little bit and did a little 10 minute thing. Just say, Hey, we're down here doing this and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, trying to keep that one steady, which I was better at keeping other ones steady, but <laughs> you know me, I'm the king of inconsistency. Anyway, everybody have a good, however long it is till the next one. Thank you for staying subscribed. Or if you're not subscribed, consider it. Uh, normally I talk about things going on here in northern Michigan and and other various things that strike my fancy. Uh, by the way, uh, those of you that remembered the What's Up With That show that I did with Jim Farley, uh, we did several episodes of that. I don't know, probably 40 anyway. And uh, anyway, I had dinner with him last night and had uh, lunch today with him. So... <laughs> he's up at the cottage for at least till Wednesday. Then I'll probably have dinner with him again on Friday night down in Ohio. 
Hame Invention. And uh, we didn't really talk about it, but at some point I want to get him on to uh, do another episode of What's Up With That. Uh, of course, put it on this channel, since this is the only uh, personal channel I have left. And uh, we'll call that good. All right, everybody have a good however long it is. As I said, catch me later.